This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. Anything interesting happened to you guys in the last few days? Anything? No, nothing interesting happened to me at all. Oh, nothing. Nothing at all this weekend. Perfectly normal weekend. Perfect, perfectly normal weekend. Football is coming. I don't, I don't know what that means. You guys got the soccer thing going on, don't you? Looks like Warlord is coming in the comments right now. Um, uh. As of right now, I assume the freak show will continue. I kind of doubt that I will have the same co-host anymore. We're coming up on the two-year anniversary. <laughs> We're coming up on the two-year anniversary in two weeks. The two-year anniversary of this iteration of the Friday Night Freak Show. You know, I don't say... <laughs> What's up, Birkin, Warlord, RV, Sky Comet? Love you guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's not the first time she's gotten pissed off and deleted and blocked me on everything. But this time, I actually blocked her. I was the one that blocked her. I just like friends. Friends don't do shit like that to friends. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because, like, I genuinely, I genuinely love the woman, but, like, shit. She kind of abusive towards me. Like, you know, it's one thing, like, I think it's funny when people make fun of me. But there's a difference in, in, like, you know, friendly, playful mockery. And, like, she was constantly badgering me. Uh, so, like, hey, I, hey, it's fine. Uh, the video is, is going to be available on Patreon. For those of you who do not witness the Meltdown Live, I'm gonna put it up on Patreon. It is, it is wild. I cry, I cry a lot, too. And then I have to, and then I have to tell the whole story of everything that happened to me over the last month. Like, hey, let me tell you guys what's been going on. And then she did this to me. Fuck. But anyway, anyway, there's enough of that. We got news to talk about. That's all I'm going to say on that subject. That's all I'm going to say on it. That's all I'm going to say. We got news to talk about. Here's your meme of the day. Are the Democrats so out of touch? No, no, no. It is David Hogg who is wrong. <laughs> Apparently, the 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 K Hive, as they refer to them on Twitter, the Kamala Harris fans or Kamala Harris fans. I'm sorry. Apparently, they have a lot of beef with David Hogg right now. 
that's not what we're going to talk about on the show tonight. No, 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 no. What are we talking about tonight? Uh, Biden. COVID. Again. It's not that big of a deal, and apparently these rebound cases are pretty common with the Paxlovid he was taking. We're going to talk about that. We're going we're going to hear from a doctor. Are we still in a pandemic? An epidemiologist is going to tell us. Are we still in a pandemic? We're going to talk about long COVID and the support that might be available to you if you are suffering from it. And then we're going to talk about the other pandemic that's going on. Because I'm going to tell you, I believe that uh, our response to monkeypox is is absurd. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to show you some stories that are probably going to worry you. And then we're going to talk about the other thing that should be worrying you and that is climate change. Thousands have had to flee wildfires in California, meanwhile the death toll in Kentucky Sits at 26 right now, last time I checked, but I did fall asleep shortly before the show. I had dinner, and then, the, and then Socks and Smokey were on each side of me. I fell asleep, and I woke up just in time to sit down and do this. But luckily, I'd already I'd already put the, the notes together. We're going to hear from a survivor of the East Kentucky flooding... But their experience escaping. And then we're going to hear from uh, Senator Joe Manchin, who was on the morning shows, talking about the climate change uh, 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 inflation bill that they agreed to. <laughs> Sky comments in an angry doomer mood. We are indeed going to talk about the world burning... Rocksteady! Stein Burgess! I did not kill a dog. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are you going to make me fucking talk about that? Oh. So I was uh, going up and letting puppy dogs out. Letting them go for do their business of an afternoon after I got up while their their owner was at work. These are these are all old and firmed dogs anyway, right? So like this is a vet tech. So she takes in the the puppies that need care. And when I went to go let the dogs out the other day, when you, when you let the dogs out, the dogs like to get into the cat food. So you got to feed the cats while the dogs are out so that the cats have a chance to, to eat. And I didn't secure the lid back on the, the... The cat food is this like weird... like, And that's why it has this weird lid on it because like you have to make sure the cat food is secure. Learn the lesson the hard way. So I didn't secure the lid on the cat food. And Bo, who is very senile, very senior puppy, uh, also apparently like will go for any kind of food, knocked the lid off of a storage bin of cat food and got his head stuck in it. Now, he could have pulled his head out at any time if he had gone backwards, 
But Bo didn't know to go backwards. Bo just went upwards and it stayed on his head. So he spent several hours struggling to get the container of cat food off of his head until I went back up to let them out again. And um, poor baby, I laid there with him. And he was he was covered in vomit and everything. I laid there with him. He was he was laboring in his breathing. And I felt so fucking because I love that puppy. I love that puppy. Because he was he was just a sweet old man. I was, I was like, oh Bo. And here and here's the thing, is like I thought he had died a week or two before. I thought I needed to I thought I needed to lay up there with him because I thought he was taking his last breath at that time because he wouldn't get up and go outside and everything. And he was just kind of like. But no, he was still kicking. He was still kicking enough to knock the lid off of a, a cat food thing and get it stuck on his head. The poor baby was indeed suffocating. So I... He already had spinal issues, and apparently that aggravated something or added to the spinal injuries. And unfortunately, they put they they put him down today. He he was put down this morning, and I really didn't want to have to talk about that. Maria, Maria, welcome! So happy to see you here. RB, I need to try some cannabis to lighten the mood. Yeah, they they had to put him down this morning. Yeah, rest in peace, Bo buddy. I'm I'm so sorry that happened to you. You were a sweet puppy. Oh, that's and that's been weighing on me. So thank you, Steinburgess, for being like, didn't you kill a dog? No, I didn't kill the puppy, but like I kind of feel like I contributed to the events that led to today, and I feel horrible about it because that puppy was so sweet. I love all those puppies up there; they're all so sweet. Oh, thank you, Rocksteady. Yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been a weird few days. So I was hoping because nobody had told me the condition of the puppy that everything was okay, but apparently nobody had told me the condition of the puppy because they had witnessed what had happened on Friday night and just Justin was already dealing with the no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so when she told me last night what was happening this morning, I'm like, Oh no! I was I was hoping the the fact that I hadn't heard about him meant that he had made a a spectacular uh, uh, rebound. Unfortunately, no. But it's not all it's not all doom and gloom tonight. I swear, not in my life and not in the news. We're going to talk about Joe Biden forgiving student loans, and apparently this made Greg Gutfeld on Fox News really, really mad. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Speaking of Gutfeld, wait a minute. Do you mean to tell me conservatives are the funny ones? Or something like that. That was a video. Uh, Gutfeld and Charlie Kirk are going to tell us about how the right-wingers are actually the funny ones. You live in sexual anarchy? I mean, I'd say they're funny, but not intentionally. 
Not in the way, not in the way that I assume that got failed. And Charlie Kirk are gonna talk about it. Will Will Smith issued an apology. I guess I guess we gotta talk about it. I guess we gotta talk about Will Smith and his apology. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Chinese rocket debris. We're going to talk about Chinese rocket debris tonight. It had several paths it could have taken. It has landed now. Apparently, it didn't take any houses out, but some people were worried that they were going to be in the flight path of the Chinese rocket debris. Also, I'm going to tell you about an asteroid that could make us all rich. I am for the jobs the asteroid will bring. Alex Jones, parent company of InfoWars, has now filed for bankruptcy. I've avoided talking about the trial up until this point, but I've got some footage to show you. Testimony that we're going to listen to. Seven were injured in a shooting in Orlando. Yeah, back to the bad news, because it's just another day. In mass shooting USA. Maria, Maria, I believe that the Dems will probably pick up two seats, three seats in the Senate. I really do. Given the, given the candidates the Republicans have put up, I think the Dems are going to pick up a couple of seats in the Senate. I, I'm not so confident that they're going to lose the House now. I think the Democrats may retain control of both houses come the fall. But I mean, it's still a long time between now and then. A long time before the votes are cast. We're going to talk about the assault weapons ban passed by the House. We're going to uh, talk to you about a Dr. Oz medical app that you apparently can't trust with your reproductive data. How to argue with We're going to we're going to listen to pro-lifers. I wrote that wrong. It says how to argue with pro-lifers. No, no, no. It's pro-lifers telling us how to argue or telling other pro-lifers how to argue with pro-choicers. So that should be fun. Plus so much more here tonight on the Friday Night Freak Show. Oh, wait, shit. Wrong show, wrong show. We don't even know if that show's going to be a thing anymore. The Troll Patrol, live. No, should still be a thing. Should still be a thing. Should still be doing a freak show. And maybe I've had this dude trolling me on YouTube... About the whole TPUSA and the Nazi thing. Maybe, maybe they will man up and Discord or call in. Because they've had a lot to say to me on my YouTube. Even though they keep, they keep like, quoting me out of context and shit. Started learning how to animate. That's cool. Flip a clip. I've never even heard of that one. I have to check that out. I, um... Toon Boom, if you're if you're into more of a, a a drawing style animation, was one that was was really neat and it was free, or at least had a a free component to it. 
Oh, it's a mobile app? Okay. That's probably why I haven't heard of it. All right, let's get started on the news. Unfortunately, none of the news tonight is me showing you video of Brock Lesnar flipping over the ring at SummerSlam last night. We could have done that. We could have done that. But instead, we got to cover this kind of boring shit. Like Biden testing positive for COVID again. His doctor saying it is one of the uncommon cases of rebound positivity after finishing a course of the antiviral medication Paxlovid. And that's after the president was out in public on Wednesday following two negative tests. We'll speak with Dr. Brownstein about how this drug works and why the virus sometimes comes back. But we start at the White House and our Mary Alice Parks has more on how the president says he's doing now. Mary Alice, good morning. Yeah, good morning. With the president's doctor says he has no symptoms, that he's continuing to do quite well. Hey, Rocksteady, just to just to let you know, most animation is actually done in 12 frames per second. So they they run it at 24, but then it's like each frame is doubled. Well, I don't know if that's helpful for you. The president had planned to go to Wilmington today, on to Michigan on Tuesday. Both those trips have now been called off. Instead, the president will go back into isolation, like you said, and continue to work from home here at the residence at the White House. Animate on the twos. Following his antiviral treatment, Paxlovid, President Biden testing positive for COVID-19 again. Tested positive this morning. Could be working from home for the next couple of days. Uh, and feeling fine. Major's such a good boy. The president. Oh, Commander, I'm sorry, wrong one. Saturday that Biden has no symptoms and that there is no reason to reinitiate treatment at this time. This morning I tested positive for COVID. The president first tested positive for COVID-19 back on July 21st and immediately began taking the antiviral pill Paxlovid given to people with mild to moderate symptoms who are considered at high risk for severe illness. According to O'Connor, this rebound case came after the president tested negative for four straight days. He ended his initial isolation Wednesday and then held events at the White House Thursday and worked Friday. He's asymptomatic. This, mo- this motherfucker out here spreading this shit. Are asymptomatic, but nothing more than a minor inconvenience. Doctors telling us they do not know. Oh, oh, and, and, and with this announcement, you know, we are back on Biden dies of COVID watch. We thought we we thought we would get to put it up after Wednesday when he tested negative, but we are indeed back on. Biden dies of COVID watch. Implanted with an explosive device, they're doing him like the fucking Suicide Squad. No, I would I would rather imagine if if Biden died of monkeypox. That would be more fun. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. We are indeed uh, billboarding the rest of the show. We are indeed uh, uh, finding out about the first non-African deaths related to the current monkeypox outbreak. It's worse than they're telling you guys. It's worse than they're telling you. But there's already right-wingers out here undermining the public health threat. Calling me a woke moralist and shit. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. 
know yet why some people have these rebound cases. Though rare, Dr. Anthony Fauci had a similar rebound case after taking... I'm... They keep saying shit like rare. I don't think it's so fucking rare. I don't think it's so fucking rare. We'll stay confident in the drug. Paxlovid is doing what Paxlovid is supposed to do. It's keeping people out of the hospital, preventing progression of disease. Hang out with us, Rocksteady. You'll find out all about the monkeypox. not sure whether someone who doesn't have symptoms who tests positive in a rebound case like this would be contagious, but still, the recommendation is to go back into isolation just to be safe. And the White House told us they are beginning that process of identifying any new possible close contacts. Eva? Mary Alice Parks for us there at the White House. And joining us now is ABC News contributor Dr. John Brownstein. Thank you so much for being with us. What's up, John? Let's start with, you know, while this is uncommon. Oh, shit. We've got a phone call. Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? Um, hey, what's up? What's going <laughs> on? This is Rocksteady Jr. I just saw the number up on the screen and just called it because why not? Fucking A! What's up, Rocksteady? Yes, I guess this is your number. I just wanted to call to see what happened. I'd see you later. Oh, did, did, did you did you want to just make sure everything was working? Oh, shit! Oh, I was really hoping it was the dude on the YouTube that's been trying to troll me and doing a horrible job. A romantic one. The monkeypox is not romantic. But here's the thing. is like I watched this whole thing with Sagar and Jetty. And he was bitching about like. They're not saying it's sexually transmitted. No Sagar. It's not. It is not sexually transmitted. You're an idiot. We're, we're not, we're not going to get into bitching about fucking breaking points. We're going to go to a doctor in Chicago. We're going to ask them, are we still in a pandemic? Is COVID still a pandemic? Chicago's top doctor weighs in. Pandemic. Uh, we show this continues to be a major pandemic. Uh, we show no signs of this ebbing or this becoming something that is that 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 we're not going to see anymore um where we've had more than 570 case million cases around the world uh more than 6 million deaths uh 12 billion vaccination doses administered and you can see in dark purple there really europe australia new zealand continue bingo sky comet continue to have the highest number of cases so especially if you're traveling to those parts of the world use some extra caution masks etc it is transmitted by close contact, not necessarily, not necessarily sex. And that's what makes this, that's what makes this so dangerous. Hey, Rocksteady, that is not like my actual number. That's not my personal number. I won't answer it other than when the show is on. Like, that's the show's number. <laughs> I mean, like, I might look at it. I might look at, I might look at the messages or something and be like, oh, somebody messaged me. But like it's it's just it's an internet number, just for the show. <laughs> I uh, I might have lost my uh, my actual number among the many things I've lost this past month. Long COVID. Let's talk about it. Could be affecting a lot of us out here. How do you know if you got it? 
An estimated 16 million Americans are suffering from long COVID. The condition develops after someone... Well, hell yeah, Rocksteady. ...negative, but continues to have... Symptoms. Boom, book that shit. ...spoke to Dr. Monica Verdusco-Gutierrez from the University of Texas Health San Antonio and Karen Bischoff, founder of the COVID-19 Long Hauler Advocacy Project, about what is being done to treat this illness and support those folks who are suffering. And Karen, I want to start with you because you contracted COVID back in March 2020, working as a paramedic in South Florida. When did you first realize that you had long COVID? Oh, wow. After getting COVID in March 2020, um, I, for about five weeks, felt like I was getting better, but I wasn't getting better as quickly as everybody else, right? And um, symptoms that I had um, went away were coming back. Symptoms that I never had before um, started. Like, and these were symptoms that you never heard of, right? We only heard about fevers and shortness of breath and having a cough. These were symptoms that weren't in the mainstream media that many long haulers were struggling with because our providers didn't believe us that these were related to COVID. So that five, six, seven, eight week mark, you hear notoriously from long haulers about being the start of their long COVID. Yeah, how are you feeling now? Are you still struggling with uh, long COVID symptoms? The number of long COVID symptoms that I still deal with are way too numerous to even mention. Um, I still deal with over 80 at two and a half years in, mass activation syndrome, ME-CFS, fibromyalgia. Um, I've been diagnosed with also chronic migraine and new daily persistent headaches, eosinophilic esophagitis, and many, many other debilitating conditions. When you have these alone, it's debilitating. Imagine um, having long COVID and all of these conditions combined, which are referred to as long COVID and associated conditions. And Dr. Gutierrez, what about that? I mean, where does the where does the current research stand, and what are the public health consequences of long haul COVID? Well, research is coming out every day, but it's still not fast enough. Really, right now, in regards to long COVID, we're still trying to figure out. You know who are the people that it's that are getting it what is the presentation what is the official definition there is still so much that we have to learn and it's unfortunate that uh, there are people who are suffering on a daily basis and we still don't have the answers and we did really well on doing really quick research when it came to getting vaccines and getting these acute treatments to keep people from dying which is wonderful but now we need to put that same energy focus financial backing into getting treatments for long COVID. And Karen, and you touched on this earlier, but I just want to draw you out on this. How difficult has it been to get assistance uh, from the government, especially because huh. Huh. negative for COVID, even though you still have the symptoms of it? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people hear long COVID and they assume that somebody is still positive. Long-term consequences of your COVID-19 infection, whether or not your case was mild, means that you are seeking medical care from providers who are not receiving um, mandated... Oh God, Ari, I'm so sorry to hear that. ...associated conditions. It means you're facing medical providers who have wait times of six months, 12 months, 18 months. And when we're talking about the lack of social safety nets, which is one of the largest, if not the largest, barriers that the long COVID community faces, 
um, we're talking about long haulers who cannot even access uh, waivers or forms that they need to get into many of these social support programs like social security disability where long COVID 43 wow condition per se but also to get workplace accommodations to get uh, into programs that require work requirements, sometimes like food assistance or temporary cash assistance. And Dr. Gutierrez, when Karen talks about the long COVID community, uh, who is that? Which groups are most affected by long haul COVID? Um, Now we know that long COVID can happen to anyone. The majority of people who developed long COVID had mild COVID. The other numbers that we're seeing is that- And that's worrying. People who are in their 40s and 50s and also disproportionately affect women as well. We are also seeing in the Household Pulse survey that recently was came out and w- is on the CDC website talks also about populations who are marginalized, inclusive of persons who are Hispanic, Black, who of course we know have also been disproportionately affected by getting COVID also have. Now this is the lingering effects after you've been infected with the, the COVID-19. This is the lingering effects that one may face going forward, even after they test negative. Oh, shit. And and not enough is being done. Not enough talk is being had about the effects of long COVID on the population, on our healthcare system. No policy is being put forward by the Biden administration. And that's what they're talking about, people people that have uh, kind of the mild cases where you're as sick as a dog, but you're not on your deathbed. Those are, those are the cases where you are most prone to long COVID side effects. It's the brain fog. It's still the, the chronic pain. Because that was, that was what the, the head of the org that was the paramedic was saying. Who am I troll? I've trolled everybody, Rocksteady. Like I am I'm like King Troll of the Internet. This show was originally meant to be me trolling uh on Facebook. Um The the overlay was meant to go over my Facebook so everybody could see my, my live trolling. But I kept getting banned on Facebook, so There we go. Now it looks right. Everybody could see the the trolling I was doing. But I kept getting banned. I kept getting banned, so uh I couldn't troll. Okay, you wanna you wanna do some live trolling? Let's do it. I have been on a crusade to try to get Charlie Kirk to sue me. <laughs> So let's go troll Charlie Kirk. The truth about you. I, if you guys remember Wednesday, Thursday of last week, I called Charlie Kirk a Nazi and a groomer. And I would like Charlie Kirk to sue me because that would be like the best thing that ever happens to happen to my career.
is a Nazan. My keyboard is not in the ideal spot to be doing this. Excuses, excuses. Charlie Kirk is a Nazi. Sue me, Charlie. Sue me. Smug social. Uh, smug socialists get schooled by Charlie Kirk. Listen here, you groomer. But enough of that. We got we got news to talk about. You keep getting me off track. We got important public health matter policy, public health policy matters going on. First deaths outside of Africa reported in Brazil and Spain. 41-year-old man in Brazil became the first fatality from the monkeypox virus outside of Africa. Spain announced two deaths soon afterwards, the first in Europe. Last week, the World Health Organization declared the monkeypox outbreak a global health emergency. I have a feeling things are going to get way worse, as I said. There are schools in Georgia that go back into session next week. By the end of the month of August, most of the schools in the country will be back in session and we are going to see monkeypox outbreaks all over the country. We did not learn a lesson from COVID. I do not know how we're going to handle it. This is going to be a shit show. But infections are usually mild and the risk to the general population is low. On Friday, Brazil's health ministry said the victim there had suffered from lymphoma and a weakened immune system and comorbidities aggravated his condition. Brazil has so far reported 1,066 confirmed cases and 513 suspected cases of the virus. Data from Brazil's health ministry indicates that more than 98% of confirmed cases were men who have had sex with men. But we are seeing a lot of people say that, hey, we're getting turned away for testing because we're not men who have sex with men. God above below. I would love to go to Brazil sometime. I would love to go to Brazil sometime. Shortly afterwards, Spain's health ministry confirmed Europe's first death from the virus, a patient who suffered from encephalitis, a second death linked to monkeypox. And apparently, you know, if there's that many men having sex with men down in Brazil, you can get real gay down in Brazil. So it should be a fun time, right? A second death linked to monkeypox was confirmed by Spanish authorities on Saturday. It is rarely deadly less than 1%. But apparently it is a fucking bitch. And you're going to hear from a monkeypox patient here in just a little bit. It is some shit you don't want to get. The health ministry said that of 3,750 monkeypox patients with available information, 120 or 3.2% had been hospitalized. 
According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, there are 21,000 cases worldwide. The monkeypox virus is a member of the same family of viruses as smallpox, although is much less severe, and experts say chances of infection are low. It occurs mostly in remote parts of Central and West African countries near tropical rainforests. Health officials are recommending people at highest risk of exposure to the virus, including some gay and bisexual men, as well as some healthcare workers, to be offered the vaccine. Unfortunately, here in the U.S., the vaccine is in short supply. And uh, there are two types, and there are complications with each type. So if you feel like you are at risk, uh, you need to check in to the different types. But there is not enough shots. U.S. faces a vaccine cliff on mon- monkeypox. As many as one million high-risk men may be able to uh, may be unable to get the two lineos doses for months. Federal officials this week touted the arrival of hundreds of thousands of additional monkeypox vaccine doses, heralding it as a milestone in the nation's fight against the outbreak. What they left out. The United States is entering a critical three-month period where cases may continue to multiply, but no more vaccines are scheduled to arrive until October at the earliest. Even with the latest shipments, there are only enough vials of the two-dose Genios vaccine to cover about a third of the estimated 1.6 million gay and bisexual men who officials consider at highest risk and who are being urged to get the shots. And... uh, we're 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 far beyond the point of oh RBA like it's transmitted through co- close contact so saying it's a sexually transmitted in, uh, uh, disease is incorrect like a condom will not protect you from monkeypox. So saying it's a sexually transmitted disease is incorrect. It is transmitted through close contact. Which can certainly be sexual. And that's one of the reasons one of the reasons why I'm being so careful is we're getting ready because we saw the case where uh like everybody on the plane caught it. That's how close contact you have to you can be in. And catch the monkeypox. So we're getting ready to see it just be a, a all-out outbreak. And it is not going to be confined to the gay and bisexual community. So this is this is all very worrying to me. All very worrying. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But so far, with 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 the monkeypox, I've told you what's going on, gave you my opinion, and then told you what the uh, like the World Health Organization says. And so far, the World Health Organization has been wrong, and like that is very worrying to me. He discovered the origin of the monkeypox outbreak, and he tried to warn the world. Five years ago, Dr. Demi Ugia 
saw perhaps the most important patient of his career, a patient whose infection would eventually be linked to the largest monkeypox monkeypox outbreak in history. On September 22nd of 2017, an 11-year-old boy came to Ungia's clinic with a strange rash on his skin and sores inside his mouth. He had very large lesions affecting his face and all over his body. The rash looked a bit like chickenpox, but the boy already had chickenpox. Given the size of the lesions and their location, Ungia uh, wondered if perhaps the boy had what was then an extremely rare disease, monkeypox. The suspicion of monkeypox just came up, he says. At the time, Nigeria didn't have the ability to test for the disease, so we had to send our samples to Senegal and even to the U.S. to make a diagnosis. We had to wait. A few days later, the results came back, and Ungia was correct. The boy had monkeypox. It was the first case of monkeypox in Nigeria in 38 years. Ungia says uh, over the next few months, he and his colleagues detected more than 20 additional cases at their clinic. Now, scientists, including Ungia, are just starting to realize this little boy was another first, not just for Nigeria, but also for the entire world. He was the first known case of the international monkeypox outbreak currently spreading in 78 countries. Since May, the world has detected more than 20,000 monkeypox cases, including more than 4,000 cases in the U.S. Last week, the World Health Organization declared this outbreak a public health emergency. Scientists are beginning to understand where and when this massive, this massive outbreak began. and They've traced it back to cases that occurred in Nigeria in 2017, including the cases that Oingia detected in his clinic. The data indicate that the virus has been transmitting between people continuously in Nigeria for at least five years, probably longer. Eventually, that outbreak spilled out into the rest of the world. When Oingo first diagnosed the young boy with monkeypox in 2017, Oingo thought the virus would act the way it has for more than 50 years in other parts of Africa, the way that scientists described in textbooks. That is, outbreaks typically begin when a person comes into contact with an infected animal. There was speculation that this young boy played with monkeys around the community. But in such instances, the virus didn't spread very easily between people because it was not very contagious, especially between adults. In the past, monkeypox affected mainly children. As a result, previous outbreaks of monkeypox have been small. They often involved only a few dozen cases, and they petered out on their own. Wingia and other doctors thought the outbreak in 2017 would be the same. We thought, okay, this is the regular monkeypox that we know. But a few weeks after diagnosing the young boy, Ongia started to become concerned, quite concerned. The outbreak in Nigeria began to grow rapidly. Cases cropped up in countries, oh, in counties, not just near uh, this one, not just near this one boy, but all over. Suddenly we were seeing cases appear across the country. The virus seemed to be spreading further and faster than expected, and it wasn't infecting kids, but rather men in their 20s and 30s. Young, active men were getting monkeypox. It was very unusual at that time. These men also didn't fit the typical profile for monkeypox patients. They weren't hunting or handling animals, but instead were middle-class men living in busy, modern cities. When you wondered, why isn't it affecting children or females or the elderly? Why are we seeing only young men ages 20 to 40? In fact, Wingia and his colleague eventually figured out that the young boy didn't even catch the virus from an animal, but rather from a male relative in his household. 
and the rashes that affected these patients weren't in the typical places where monkeypox struck. Instead of being on their faces and extremities, these blisters occurred around their genitals. They had very extensive genital lesions. Very, very extensive. You live in sexual anarchy? God, guy in a a buffalo, man. I think we're past that point. I think we're past the point of containing it like that. We could have. We could have a month ago. Dustin. Thank you for the resub. I do not know why uh, Stream Elements hates me and won't let me do my custom shit up there. It It is supposed to be a woman slapping you across the face. Telling you good boy for being a freaking sub. I Everyone should stick to sexual monogamy with themselves right now. But we're past that. We're past that point, I do believe. Let's hear from one uh, a patient that has monkeypox. About what it's like. And forgive me if I get the willies, because medical, medical shit doesn't sit well with me. Monkeypox patient shares warning about the illness and encourages vaccination. If you can find it here in the U.S. Response to monkeypox. Cases are growing. 33 of the more than 5,000 confirmed cases nationwide are in Minnesota. But today... State health officials say they're expecting thousands more vaccines. Callan Gray reports on how serious this virus could be. I feel like I heard the word monkeypox and I got it. That's how quickly it happened. And it's spreading even faster now. It's been nearly two weeks since Kyle Benter came down with monkeypox. I actually got it with from contact with literally one person. The University of Minnesota alum who now lives in Chicago says it started with exhaustion. I feel like I'm getting kind of fluey. Like I feel like I'm like I'm, I've got fluey, but I don't think that I'm actually getting sick. It was really weird. The telltale lesions developing shortly after. Snicks! Every day I was like, oh. Welcome! It's going to get better. Like, tomorrow it's The Congo Vluey! It gets worse, and it gets worse, and it gets worse. The pain so severe, Benter went to the emergency room. When I was like, can I please, for the love of God, have something for the pain? Because it's so unbearable at this point i it's excruciating it affects every aspect of my life right now i can't even sleep properly illinois has one of the highest number of cases as the virus spreads in nearly every state in just a week here in minnesota the number of cases has increased from 19 last friday to now 33 the minnesota department of health says most are in the twin cities metro area but there is now a case in greater Minnesota. While the majority of our cases are among men who have sex with men, anyone can get it. It just happened that it currently is circulating in this group. Um, But as I said, it can happen to anybody who has close 
physical contact. For those who have been exposed or are at a higher risk of exposure, there is a vaccine available. MDH says the state has received 3,000 doses so far and will receive another 7,600 doses that will be distributed in the next four to six weeks. But we know that that amount is not nearly enough for the tens of thousands of people estimated to be at high risk in Minnesota. I wish there's more places to give out vaccines. But Jamison Fang says it took just a phone call to Red Door Clinic in Minneapolis to get one. The vaccine itself is quick and easy. Uh, not painful. I have no side effects at all. Telling us that first shot last week did bring some relief. The FDA-approved Genios vaccine is two doses given 28 days apart. Fang got the vaccine as a precaution after seeing friends get sick with this about a month ago. I just want to, you know, be proactive, protect myself and my friends um, from getting the virus. I don't want anyone to suffer. Um, Smize? Smize 21? Is that the way you say your name? Welcome. Boobies. A message benter echoes. You may or may not actually realize it's something that you, you live have. in sexual so anarchy. Another D liver. The D live is taking over. Really important to get out there and get the vaccine. MDH tells us getting a vaccine within four days of exposure may prevent infection and getting it up to 14 days after exposure can decrease the severity. The vaccine supply is coming from the federal government right now. State officials tell us they're not commercially available or typically stockpiled by healthcare providers, Paul. Well, Callan, let me ask you this. What precautions can people take right now? Avoid close, prolonged skin to Stay off the grinder? Stay off the tinder. Try not to get into like large crowds where you're rubbing up against people. I wouldn't go to the club and be doing no bumping and grinding right now. I wouldn't be going to the club and be doing no bumping and grinding right now. That could get you the monkeypox and you don't want the monkeypox. All right, we're going to take a little break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about wildfires, the flooding in East Kentucky. Joe Manchin made the rounds on the morning shows. We're going to talk about the climate bill, student loans, the Dr. Oz reproductive app that you should not put your dad, you shouldn't put your, you shouldn't put your dad in any app. By the way, this is a good time since I'm bringing this up. I want to remind everybody that any any piece of data that you give a app on your phone, the government can acquire without a warrant. If you if you give it up to a corporation willingly, that corporation is selling your data and the government can buy it. And they do not need a warrant for that. You should always be cognizant of that. Uh, a lot of people have talked about deleting the period apps after the reversal of Roe v. Wade. But I want to I make it clear, any and all apps, anything that can sell your data, the government does not need a warrant to acquire that data. So be aware of that. We got so much more. Charlie Kirk, Greg Gutfeld going to tell us why the conservatives are actually the funny ones. All that and more when we come back on the other side of the break. 
It shall not be spoke about, RB. We're not speaking about what happened on Friday. I guess I gotta change that commercial now. Gotta do more fucking production. Ugh. Ah, ah. <laughs> oh, Warlord, I'm I'm glad you're here. The gorillas just made up a new name for England. I can't say it. I can't say it. I don't want to get I don't want to get I don't want to get in trouble on Twitch. I can't say the name of the new C-R-A-C-K-E-R Island. The perfect description of England. Watch watch Warlords reporting me right now. Like, take him down. Take him down, Twitch. Hashtag cancel, Justin. (laughs) I certainly did not, and certainly not in the in the context you were implying I did. I did not say it as a slur. If I if I did it, I was just repeating the name of this here gorilla song. After they came up with a new name for England. You fucking bean eaters. <laughs> oh, shit. We kid. We joke. We joke around here. We joke. All right. Back to the nonstop doom scroll of the news. It is this fucking show. Between me cracking jokes. And crying. The fa- I tell you guys, the news is going on. Thousands have been evacuated. <laughs> Thousands have been evacuated in California because of the wildfire that is still raging. The moving McKinney fire in Northern California near the Oregon border has forced 2,000 residents to evacuate. Already the largest blaze in California so far this year, the McKinney fire in Siskiyou County has scorched an estimated 30,000 to 40,000 acres. It was about 1% contained as of Saturday, according to the latest data. Wow. More than two decades of drought and rising temperatures exacerbated by climate change have made California more vulnerable than ever to wildfires. This is the second major wildfire faced by California this season after the Oak Fire near Yosemite National Park. That fire is now 59% contained. I like they don't really have a season anymore. It's just ongoing wildfires. Uh, was it earlier this year when we were seeing wildfires in Colorado and it was also snowing? Time is dilated. Everything everything's a flat circle now. I don't remember when when we did any of these stories. But I distinctly remember uh, it was like a family fleeing a Chuck E. Cheese in Colorado. 
While it was snowing, fleeing a wildfire. That's the weird shit we got going on right now. Unfortunately, my people, the people of Appalachia, sons of the soil as they as they want to be called. Those hillbillies. Well, this morning we're also they, they are they are facing unprecedented conditions right now. Uh the death toll has risen to twenty five, but as I show you the devastation that you're you're getting ready to see in this video from GMA this morning, I want you to know that it has rained more this afternoon. It has flooded more this afternoon. This is an ongoing issue, and what you're getting ready to see is worse now. In Kentucky, as that state tries to recover from those historic floods, the death toll now rising to 25, and that could climb even higher amid the desperate search for the missing. ABC's Mola Lenghi is live again for us this morning. Mola, good morning to you. I do believe it's up to 26 right now. With more rain in the forecast, officials are taking precautions, trying to prevent more damage like this. This house behind me used to sit right here in front of me before it was swept off of its foundation. Somehow, someone survived this mess. Still, these precautions are coming as the search and rescue efforts continue. This morning, battered Kentucky communities preparing for more rain, hoping it doesn't lead to more flooding. This is still an emergency. It did. We are in search and, and rescue mode. While first responders conducted more than 1,400 rescues, still many are missing. Authorities desperately searching for survivors, still struggling to reach remote hard-hit areas, and so much ground to cover. You've got some kind of natural disaster. It's, it's usually in a geographically defined area. Well, the geographically defined area here is everywhere. Benny Bailey is coordinating search and rescue missions from the Knott County Crisis Management Center. He says what concerns him is the unknown. As the death toll continues to climb, we're learning of the 25 dead. Four were children. Uh, I'm worried that we're going to be we're going to be finding bodies for weeks to come. The state opening up 15 emergency shelters for those who have lost everything. Harvey Thomas is usually the one helping folks in an emergency. Now, after losing his home to the floods, this EMT needs help. I know even where to start, what to do, where to go. Well, with that potential for rain and the lookout for flash floods. Officials are requesting and receiving resources from neighboring counties. They're moving folks out of flood zones, putting them in temporary shelters. They are hoping for the best wit, but they are certainly preparing for the worst. Absolutely. Still concerned in the days ahead. All right, Mola, thank you. Well, hey there, GMA fans. So I, I think the MT that they showed in that piece is actually the person profiled in this local news piece. We're getting ready to see here. I guess it was AP News. I had my whole life saved and saved him. Man. I ain't got nothing. I've got nothing now. Harvey and Hubert Thomas escaped to Jenny Wiley State Resort Park after severe flash floods destroyed their home in Pine Top. Uh, we, we never had a flood like this. Some people say it hit once big as 
And that's and that's the thing is like I grew up here. Like for those of you who don't know, they they rerouted the river around the town I'm from, uh, the Big Sandy River in Pikeville. They rerouted it. It's the it's like now it's 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 been unseated. But at the time growing up, I always heard it was the second largest earth moving project behind the the Panama Canal. But now there's been several projects that are bigger than it they rerouted the whole fucking river after a devastating flood in 76 i believe it was i might be off on the number and this this flood is blowing it away i grew up hearing the horror stories of that flood and the reason why, like, they rerouted the river the the army corps of engineers rerouted the river the movie theater I grew up going to was in what was called the River Fill, where they filled in where the river used to be before they moved it so flooding like this wouldn't occur. Now we have a, a flood that that just completely demolishes what happened back then. Yeah, but to be honest with you, 57 couldn't be as bad as this. I lay down and he gets me up at 2.30, 3 o'clock, and it's it's getting pretty close to inside the home, but it, it's not inside yet, but within an hour it was it was coming inside, and it just, it gave me worse. Like, there was one point we looked at the front door, and mine and his cars was playing bumper cars, like bumper boats in the middle of our front yard. The sand wasn't there, I mean, they climbed more. Well, thankfully, they were able to save the dog. What to do, where to go. Uh, just, a, just a lot for, I guess, people around here to take in. It's, it's, more, it's worse than anything that we've ever seen. And probably one of the worst disasters around here in probably history, I'd say. Come on. It's okay. And it's still going on right now. Like, you you see the weather. They got a reprieve there when they're interviewing them. There was several families that wasn't that fortunate. Uh, The death toll keeps rising. And uh, just, you know, try to keep, you know, in the back of your mind that it could have always been worse. Mountain people were strong. And uh, like I said, it's not going to be tomorrow, probably not next month. But I think everybody's going to be okay. It's just going to be a long process. Heartbreaking. Just heartbreaking. I'm sorry. It's the Justin shows you the everything wrong with the world. Happy time, no fun hour. <laughs> Speaking of no fun, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin. And welcome to Face the Nation. Margaret is off this week. We've got a lot to get to today, and we begin with the news that President Biden is experiencing a rebound case of COVID, most likely due to his taking the drug. We already did that story. I wanted Manchin. Biden dies of COVID. Watch. Oh, okay. Paxlovid. He has returned to isolation. But Just a quick mention of it. Hey, folks. 
Joe Biden here. Tested positive this morning. We'll be working from home for the next couple of days. Uh, and we're feeling fine. Everything's good. Although the president said that the rebound cases do happen with a small minority of folks, the actual number is difficult to track, and estimates vary on just how many Paxlovid users are affected. Another Democrat who is recovering from COVID is West Virginia Senator Joe oh. Manchin. He's been negotiating with... Hopefully, and that's, a, that's another thing I was going to mention. Manchin also has COVID still, but has maybe... Maybe tested negative now, I'm not sure, so we might still be on. Dies of COVID watch. <laughs> Hopefully Biden didn't infect anybody because uh, he was asymptomatic. So it's possible that he could have infected people, but he wasn't shedding as much virus as somebody who was showing symptoms. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on the Inflation Reduction Act. And the final agreement was made in a Zoom call. Democrats say the bill would reduce the deficit by $300 billion. Please dimension. Corporate tax rate, expanded IRS tax enforcement, and by tightening a so-called carried interest loophole that benefits some investment managers. The bill would also make the largest investment in fighting climate change in U.S. history. Nearly $370 billion will go to. Yes, what he just said is true, but it's very misleading because it's the only investment in climate change in U.S. history. The bar was that fucking low. It's non-existent. So, of course, it's the biggest investment in climate change in U.S. history. Fuck all the way off. To new tax credits for renewable forms of electricity, electric vehicles, and grants to automakers to increase efficiency. On health care, the bill would keep the Affordable Care Act's premiums from increasing and cap out-of-pocket prescription drug costs not high enough for this shit. at $2,000 per year. Medicare will also be able to directly negotiate prices with drug companies, reducing costs. We go now to West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin. Senator, welcome. I hope you're feeling better from the COVID. Uh, let me start with a... With I, a I don't. I don't. Uh, let me start with something you said back in 2010 in a debate when you were running for Senate. Here's what you said. I don't think during a time of recession you mess with any of the taxes or increase any... <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to witness that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, like, it's better than nothing, RB. It's better than nothing, but I mean... Now, now we got to play footsie with, with Senator Cinema. We got to play the same game all over again with Cinema and let her sink it. And if that happens, like, fuck off. Misinformation police. Thank you for being a freaking follower. I encourage you, please be in my chat every night. Police any misinformation you see. If I say something wrong, please correct me. I encourage my followers to do that. 
any taxes. If, he, if, he, if you're seeing it from like we're playing a Charlie Kirk clip or something, like it's just taken that like it's misinformation. So you don't have to like be like, ooh, Charlie was wrong there. Charlie was wrong there. You know, you see what I'm saying. I try to like be, I try to fact check, but then like we'll do a Trump rally and I'm like, you guys know he's just always full of shit, right? Like, I'm not going to correct everything. So that's become the, your Republican colleague's favorite quote to roll out now that you've made this agreement with uh, Chuck Schumer that has a tax piece to it. Why'd you change your mind? John, I didn't change my, not, my mind. I've never changed at all. This is fighting inflation. This is all about the, the absolute horrible... Uh, position that people are in now because of the uh, inflation costs. Oh, no, that's funny. Whether it be food pricing, whether it be energy pricing, and it's around energy mostly. It's driving these. Tell me, did I Photoshop his face? Anarchy. Did I Photoshop his face, or is that his real face? Not a goddamn one of you can tell, can you? You live in sexual anarchy. He's high inflation. This is going to do take care of that because this is aggressively producing more energy to get more supply to get the prices down. That's what we're doing. Dude, you back. Like Rogers did Nixon. Corporate tax in America in 2017, before the Republican tax cut, was 35%. They cut it to 21%, 14% reduction. All the people that I know are paying 21% or more. All the even larger corporations, but some of the largest corporations of a billion dollars of value or more don't even want to pay the minimum of 15%. So this is an so issue of fairness. Change, it's, it's basically closing. This is a fairness in cl- closing a loophole. Yeah. So I'm not raising any taxes. I, b- I, be- I believe it's, it's at least 21. Let me ask you about that. I, I believe it's taking it back up to 28. Let me, let me ask you the, on the raising. Okay, so I, I understand what you're saying about closing loopholes. But the, the Republican criticism, which attaches to what you said in 2010, is when you increase taxes by closing loopholes, you hurt supply. And during inflation, you want a lot of supply. And so even though this might not be a tax... And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this one more fucking time. Like, I had this argument on, on Twitter today. Like, you've got only two options to keep the economy going. The Fed can print money, which devalues your currency. The more money you have in circulation, the less each piece of money is worth. Or you can tax rich people. You can't let... These assholes take trillions of dollars out of the economy and hoard it and expect everything else. Like, it does, like there's no finite growth here. There's only so much money in the money supply. So we have, for the last 30, 40 years, just printed money like crazy, devalued our currency in order to avoid taxing rich people. I, you, there's no reason you don't have to print the the any more money. You, like you just stop the people from hoarding it. You have to you have to recirculate the money back into the economy somehow. <laughs> Might have to be by force if necessary, motherfuckers. We we've seen this story before. We've seen it play out. We know we know what happens. It's increased relative to previous rates. The taxes for certain companies will go up, which will make them produce more, so the theory goes, and that will hurt inflation. 
let me just say this, John. In the last two years, there have been massive record profits across the board by these largest corporations, massive record profits. And it's been the lowest capital expenditure in the last two years. So that didn't drive it. What they've all told me was we want security, we want to have some type of a, a pathway forward in permitting and regulations. They're strangling us. And this is what we're doing. We're streamlining the regulations that people have to live within. They're basically accelerating how we get things to market, how quick we can produce things, how quick we can basically produce more energy, and how we can develop more technology and using that for our benefit. We're talking about also batteries for electric cars. If you want to get a discount on an electric car by buying an EV, the battery better be made in America. It better be sourced in North America. It better be processed. Your Republican colleagues think sure. you and Chuck Schumer did something underhanded by essentially it looked like there wasn't going to be anything big passed, and then and then you changed course, worked out something with Schumer. Uh, Senator Cornyn, the Republican from Texas, said that that unveiling this agreement between you and Senator Schumer was a declaration of political warfare. It's such a shame. John Cornyn's a good friend of mine. He's such a good man. <laughs> John Cornyn's a piece of shit. <laughs> First of all. I never thought this would come to fruition. I never spoke with anybody about it, any of my colleagues, because they were frustrated that nothing happened for. I'm some for banning buybacks entirely, Merkin. Get to build back better, which is a three and a half trillion dollar spending bill. This is a four hundred billion dollar. Well, I wonder if this was this was always the plan to be a contrarian, to be a contrarian, to be a contrarian, and then look like all of a sudden, like oh, he's a hero going into the midterms. That this hasn't been theater. That they wanted to let him look like he was, you know, holding up the the president's agenda. Because like that's that's something he's been proud of. It's like you know he he doesn't support Biden. So uh, he 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 flaunts those bona fides. And because you mentioned polls, apparently his polling went up, went up by blocking uh, the Build Back Better Act. So I I don't know I don't know exactly what's going on here, but it, like ultimately he's still a Democrat and ultimately he's still friends with Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and shit. So did they work out some grand plan investment bill and everything my Republicans talked about reducing the amount of uh, uh, debt that we have we're paying down three hundred billion dollars first time in twenty five years they've got to like that. Mm -hmm. And next of all, they wanted more energy. I want more energy. We're going to be producing more energy. There's an agreement that we're going to be drilling and doing more that we can to bring more energy to the market that reduces prices. They like that. Let me ask and there's going to be a, a streamlining of permitting, John. They got to like that. So well, I'm he, hoping they just take it cool off, take a good look at the bill. Their argument is, and this matters because you are working with the Republicans on other pieces of legislation, and Susan Collins, one of those Republicans... I, that was that was pretty masterful. I'll hand it to, to Joe Manchin, the way he cornered the Republicans right there. Like, okay, let's, let's give them the benefit of a doubt and say that, like, this was always the plan. This was Joe Manchin wanted to get his, you know, shots in at Biden throughout the year. That they were going to come together on something going into the fall. He did a he did a really good job of calling the Republicans out on their hypocrisy there. I mean the Republicans are shameless so it doesn't matter. But that that wasn't that wasn't that badly played. So I don't know. I think I 
I mean, I think he's genuinely a piece of shit, and he's operating in his best interest. He's one of the most bought and paid for senators in the Senate. So, it says that this this break of trust, which is what they're calling it, you made certain representations. They would say to Republicans and broke. Your trust, she said, Susan Collins said, it's a very unfortunate move that destroys the many bipartisan efforts that are underway. In other words, whether it's on election reform or same-sex marriage, that that the well has been poisoned. Well, here is the thing. I think uh, Susan Collins is, you know, my very dear friend. We worked almost Being a drama queen. The thing of it, I never told anybody that I wasn't going to do something. If I had a chance to fix the energy policy of the United States of America... And I didn't do it, shame on me. If I had the chance to reduce the amount of inflation in people in West Virginia and across the country are enduring right now, shame on me. And I never thought they would come to an agreement and use a dual path and basically recognizing with a misadministration working with President Biden's administration and working with Chuck Schumer and all of them who basically were going a different direction and were very upset with me for so long that they would ever say, you know, this thing has become truly... Uh, horrible for the for families all across America. So now to have a piece of legislation that we have energy and we have investments for new energy. But basically that's a responsibility. You can walk and chew gum. You have a balanced approach. These are solutions Americans want. Let me ask. And we were able to provide these solutions. Let's not make them political, John. You and Senator Schumer have a deal. Well, uh, I mean, it is a political Senator maneuver. Now uh, saying nice things about you, Senator Kirsten Cinema. Have you talked to Senator Sinema, whose vote is still unknown on these bills? Uh, and where do you think she'll go? Because if she doesn't vote for it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Senator Sinema is a dear friend of mine, and we've worked very close together on so many pieces of legislation. And she's, she's so involved in this legislation. When you think about it, she's the one that really negotiated and worked very hard on getting Medicare, allowing them to negotiate uh, for lower drug prices, saving $288 billion. That's tremendous, which I support her completely on that she's always been adamant about we're not going to re- it would not surprise me if cinema comes out this week and says she doesn't support the bill It'd not surprise me at all raising taxes and i agree with her wholeheartedly i made very 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 carefully uh, evaluations that we wouldn't raise any taxes have you tried and to that was the her? last scrub that was done no you don't we don't i i've never lobbied my 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 uh colleagues on that i just basically put the facts out try to answer questions i'm always trying to negotiate with them if just the facts ma'am sometimes we don't get there they get frustrated but we're always looking at the next opportunity to improve the quality of life in america and that's what we're doing finally senator there was a vote on a bill this week that would provide health care to millions of veterans exposed to to toxic fumes yeah fucking republicans blocked it like the pieces of shit they are previously voted for it voted against it pat toomey republican from pennsylvania who will be on who you've worked with extensively in your career is worried that it adds to the deficit that's something you care about does pat toomey have a point here Sure. No. Well, Pat Toomey's going to get a—he's going to get an amendment. He—he'll have a vote on that. So, Pat, come on, let's go. Let's put put it out there. Put the facts out there. Pat's a good man, a good friend of mine. I'm sorry he's not going. Pat to be is not a good man. Leaving the Senate because he's been a quality valued member of the Senate, and he represented Pennsylvania. I'm glad to see him go. He's been a friend. We're going to work through this. I haven't seen the amendment. I'm—I'll uh, be briefed tomorrow morning on it and everything. But Pat's going to get his. And that's, and that's going to be one of the pickups for Democrats, hopefully, 
is Pat Toomey's seat is going to go to one Mr. John Fetterman, who seems to be trouncing Dr. Oz. We're going to talk about Dr. Oz here in just a little bit. He's a amendment. Let's see where it goes. Okay, so on that note, Senator Joe Manchin, thanks for being with us. Now, he talked about improving quality of life for Americans. You know what improved the quality of life for Americans drastically? In Oz we trust. Bullshit. What we know so far about the president's plan to forgive student loans. President Biden campaigned on a plan to forgive at least some of the $1.6 trillion in federal student loan debt held by over 44 million U.S. borrowers. But with just a few months to go before the 2022 midterm elections, he still has not come forward with a public plan to do so. The Biden administration is also facing the pressure of a deadline. The pandemic-related pause on federal student loan payments expires on August 31st. While there are no official details yet, Bloomberg and the Washington Post have reported that Biden is considering extending the payment pause and forgiving $10,000 of student loan debt per borrower. But it's clear that whatever Biden does will be short of the 50 grand across the board loan forgiveness championed by Senator Elizabeth Warren and other activists. Here's what we know so far. Cabbles. What's going on, my friend? More of the same. Hell on earth. Biden not doing anything. The government being woefully unprepared for the moment. Monkeypox is gonna is gonna kill us all. That's not true, but it may it may make all our buttholes feel bad for a little bit. Gonna put a cancer in the butthole. That I need that as a graphic. I need that as a graphic. I need the dude saying he's gonna put a cancer in the butthole. But a sodomite. <laughs> And Biden has COVID again, so we are on, uh... Biden dies of COVID watch! Oh, shit. As far as cancellation, it looks he understands again what this means for families, how burdensome this could be. I just don't have anything more to share, said White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre during a press conference on July 26th. And he said himself, by the end of August... So that's right around the corner. That's pretty soon. According to the Washington Post report in late April, the Biden administration is still working on its policy, but is considering canceling at least 10 grand of student debt only for borrowers who make less than 125 grand or 150 grand. God damn it. They're going to means test it. They're going to make people jump through hoops. Oh my God. These people are so stupid. A Bloomberg report published on July 26 included similar details suggesting that Biden is considering extending a pause on student loan repayments, which expires on August 31st, and forgiving 10 grand in student loan debt per borrower, also with a ceiling for those who make over 125 or 150 grand. Oh no, my butthole. You live in sexual anarchy? I could also use that little girl that sings that song where she's like, I want to know what's inside your butthole. Like, no, ma'am, no, you don't. 
This plan to possibly uh, cancel student debt angered one Mr. Greg Gutfeld. You make me sick. Gutfeld rails against student debt holders seeking loan forgiveness. The multimedia marketplace. Arabian, the multimedia market. Why send your kids to college, or your loving kids to college, when they return turning against you and biology? You're actually. Or maybe they're learning biology and they understand how the world works better and they're coming back and they're calling their parents racists and assholes, bigots. That's what all this woke shit is about. Kids are going off to college. They're coming back. They actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Parents try to pull these old wives' tales bullshit. Pretty much everything my mom used to tell me as like a matter of fact, it was just complete bullshit. Except, except for showering during a a thunderstorm. That one was true. That one was that one was true. You should not take a shower during a thunderstorm. It can indeed come through the pipes and electrocute you. Cause I I had pretty much just disregarded everything that my and in rare occasions it can come through the toilet and get your butthole and put a cancer in the butthole. <laughs> So, just saying, just saying. Ruining brains. Geraldo's point, all the people who paid off their student loans, and they probably work Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's going to keep doing that every five seconds, and it's going to piss me off, isn't it? I got to go find the original clip. You people make me sick. Yeah, yeah, I'll pack another bong. We'll we'll get this whole seven minute clip. No no gravying up in here, motherfuckers. We'll go right to the source, the Fox News. So let's talk about YouTube channel. He's looking to win back disillusioned young voters before the midterms with what some lawmakers are calling a bribe. A new report suggests that his administration is mulling. Well, if you if you're if you're talking like that, then any kind of public policy is a bribe. And ladies and gentlemen, the 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 tax cuts Republicans gave to rich people certainly are bribes. Student loan forgiveness is just good public policy that benefits the majority of the people, not a bribe. A plan to pause student loan repayments as well as forgive $10,000 in debt. But there is growing evidence that Americans are starting to question if college is even worth the cost. In the butthole. 85% of people say getting a degree has a, had a positive impact on the country, and that's down 14 points from 2020. I don't know, Dana. That is, that is because propagandists like yourselves spend all day and all night talking about how college will make your kids go woke and turn your kids against you and shit. 
Like, literally, you're not a news organization. You're not You're not fair and balanced in any way, shape, or form. Now, is there a major in influencing on social media? <laughs> Where do you go to get that well, I mean, degree? I, I, I still think that if you look over time, having a college degree over your lifetime at this point shows that you would grow more wealth in your life over time. However, I think the reason you see those numbers go down so much since 2020 is look at what happened in academia. And pay- Okay, do not, like, I thought, like, I Google cancer in the butthole, and it's going to be the very first fucking uh, thing that comes up, but that was totally not what happened. Do not just Google cancer in the butthole willy-nilly unless you're, unless you're ready for what's going on. Parents are watching their kids come home going, wait, what did you just learn there? And it's like four years of Disneyland. And so it's, it's not good enough. And we're not able to compete with the rest of the world if we keep up that pace. And there are really great ways to stay educated going forward, especially even in t- today. Like, there's so many different ways through YouTube, podcasts, things like that. I still, though, I understand why a family would want their kid to go to college. But I also understand political realignments. We're in the middle of one, and you're watching Republicans garner all of the support of the working class and increasingly of minority populations. And one of the reasons is because they are, they are saying, we are going to be for you. The Democrats are increasingly becoming the party of the college educated. And the college educated are more wealthy. So Biden is going to try to tell us today that we're not in a recession, that the jobs market is so strong that they don't have anything to worry about, but that rich... Cancer! In the butthole of every sodomite. Every sodomite's butthole will get cancer in the butthole. It'll burn and burn and burn. They won't be able to sit down because of the burning in their butthole. He can't sit. Relatively rich students who are now working. Apparently, they've got a great job market. They can't pay their student loan. And it's costing all of us $6 billion a month in order to pay for those student loan servicing. So all of us are getting screwed over in this deal. And the president can't just make a decision because the left is giving him such a hard time. So he is every two months. He has to re up the situation. I think it's a terrible thing for the country, but it's really bad for the, the butthole in the long run. I don't know who she, she is. But I, she sounds great and delicious. Um, Geraldo, Make it an entree. <laughs> I, I will. Uh, special. Uh, Geraldo, I, I don't know. Does forgiveness equal votes? Where does it end? AOC warned the president that if he didn't forgive some of the student debt, that down the line he would kind of alienate young Democrats. Without being overly wonky, I, I think that First of all, it's unfair to everyone who has paid their student loans off over the generations. So I think there's a question. It's not. It's not. It is is unfair to us to have to have college be such a fucking burden when your generation got it almost entirely paid for by the government. Depending on what state you were in, the government covered somewhere between 70 to 100% of the cost of education for your generation, Geraldo. No, no, we're 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 not we're not we're we're not at the uh the humorous part. That's I'm sorry. I'm sorry I played this clip cuz we've got more gutfeld at the end of the show. Where like apparently the conservatives were the funny ones all along according to Gutfeld and Charlie Kirk. Sort of equity. Also, 
you forgive it now. What about next year's students and the year after that and the year after that? Do you keep forgiving because you forgave it in, uh, in 2022? Uh, I, I think that questioning whether or not a college education is worth it is, is a real issue for many families. Uh, I told the story of how I, I brought this brass uh, chair back from Africa. Welders came, kids just out of high school, making $85,000 a year to start for, with a high school degree. So I think that you have to consider I, I think community colleges should be vastly expanded. But in terms of whether or not this is a bribe, it's a bribe. But they, these, I this is this is just, this is to try to divert them from getting what is called a liberal arts education. That is, college is structured so that hopefully you get like in your in your gen ed degree in your associates that you get in your first two years. Some people, you know, you, you might you might take your classes throughout four years. But like those those general education requirements that you got to have, where you got you know you pick this from this list of classes and you pick this from this list, of, like those are meant to give you a well-rounded idea to teach you a little logic here, to give you a a history lesson here. You confuse Charlie Kirk with Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is actually funny sometimes won't remember it won't be that oh i gotta pay back yeah but the there's the, what he's not going to decide till the end of august i mean yeah, the I, midterm I, elections i i think it's, i think college is often a scam it's all those lawns all those fountains all those swimming pools yeah. all those parks i think fox news is a scam so jesse and you no no no, no 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 the scam that you're talking about there is capitalism geraldo You've put schools in the position to where they have to start to compete with each other to try to get the best, like, student-athletes and shit because that's where the dollars are is in the sports teams and the merchandising and everything because you don't necessarily have to have a successful sports team, right? If you have, if you're, if you're Moorhead University in Moorhead, Kentucky, the fact that you've got, like, the number two or number three selling, like, fucking collegiate hat... That brings in revenue for your college, but you you you've got to compete somehow. You've got to have something that sets you apart. So you try to like put in these amenities and shit, and, and take the focus away from education. I hate it, but that's a result of capitalism and privatizing the institutions. You let the capitalism in, and it ruins shit. That's that's literally what happened. Did you uh, get a job in what you majored in? Uh, I am not a history professor, so no. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I, I've, I'm pro-college. Uh, if that's a controversial opinion, I really don't care. I just feel bad for Jill Biden. Could you imagine being married to Joe? The guy can't make a decision. Rosanna, he's been mulling the student loan cancellation for his entire pre- presidency. They, I mean, but he has a commission, you asshole. Every month, we do the same story. Oh, Joe Biden is considering it. Do it already. Yes. Like It's like, we're Joe, did you make a dinner reservation? I'm still mulling where we're going to go. I mean, I'm starving. Let's go. This is the situation. If you want to talk inflation, it used to cost about 100 Let's go, Brandon. It costs now $300,000 right. to go to school for four years. A, pre- a degree can't cost more than a home. He's always jawboning all these big meat. Big oil. You guys got to lower your prices. Why doesn't he get these university presidents together and say, guys, like, does the Middlebury ski team need a separate weight room for the transgender students? 
No. Yes. They don't need to build a separate weight room for the transgender ski students. They have a $1.5 billion endowment. That can't possibly be real. Good night, Sky Comet. Raising tuition? It's crazy. Sweet dreams. $10,000 among friends. I mean, it's as, <laughs> as you heard what college tuition is, $10,000 is a drop in the bucket. First, why send your kids to college, or your loving kids to college, when they return? Turning here, here we go. Here's the gut fill part. Ruining brains. To Geraldo's point. All the people who paid off their student loans, and they probably worked nights to do it. Yep. This is a slap in their face. This <laughs> the, the reason they hate colleges is because like they've done studies that show that Fox News really does rot your brain. So if you go to college, you might be smart enough to realize that Fox News is full of shit. This is like being at a restaurant and ordering your dessert and then eating it and paying for it, and then suddenly they announce a pie-eating contest. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're getting... I hate when that, that happens. You're getting American taxpayers to pay for a gift that benefits Democrats yep. who don't need it. So this isn't like welfare or unemployment or food stamps. It's a gift that you and I pay that is given to upper-class white art history majors yes. who can then spend that money they would have spent no. on, the, on the loan on holidays in the Hamptons. So my solution is if you want to forgive that... No, 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 no. You know, you know who you would really be helping out? You would be helping out the, the dude that went to law school... That has three hundred grand in fucking in in student loan debt. That is working as a public defender right now, making like seven fifty, eight hundred dollars a case or some shit. That's that's the person you would really be helping out right now. Who would like to start his own practice, but can't afford to because he has so much debt. You would you would be helping out the the doctor who yeah might make a good salary might be making you know 150 200k straight out of college but has to move to a really expensive area in order to to get a good paying job and and has 400, 500K worth of loans that are compounding. You've seen it. You've seen the stories, haven't you, Greg? Of people that, that like, how much they owe, how much they've paid. Uh, or people, people that have paid on the interest and never even touched the principal, and the, and the, and the interest keeps compounding on them. And they never even even get to touch the principal. It's a trap, Greg. You don't know what you're talking about. So even if you are making a decent living, it's impossible to get out from under the student loans. The tuition in the last 30 years and their education sucks. Do not take it with us because I swear to God, if you do, you will see a real insurrection. You're actually <laughs> stealing money. You're stealing money from people. Wow. It to people. This is redistribution, yeah. but it's not even going to the poor. The, he's what the fuck are you talking with you the tax cuts that you guys all fucking love going to the rich? All the all all of the bailouts going to the corporations and shit. I'm tired of hearing it. 
and then and then when something might go to like really stimulate the economy, student student loan forgiveness would be a boon for our economy, for the housing market, for small business, everything. Actually, he's taking money from people to bribe people to vote for him. This is a this is a moral wrong. This is the worst thing. I this gets me so I've mad. I've never seen you this upset. No, I think yeah. every time I think every time I think about this, it just it makes me so angry because it's just it's actual theft, and they think they can get away with it by saying, "Oh, it's only ten grand here." It is not actual theft. If you can afford a car payment, you can afford your college payment. It's roughly the same, like two averages, like two fifty, two seventy. Give it to the truck driver. You, you, no, there is no two fifty, two seventy car payment, sir. No, 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 no. got a two fifty, two seventy car payment. Are you full of it? Seriously? And you have to have a car. We've built a society where you almost have to have a car to get around. Shut the fuck up, Gutfield. To pay off their payments, you right. dope. It's so right. disgusting. You make me sick, and I don't even know who I'm talking to. <laughs> hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, click. Oh, oh, that's disgusting. That makes me sick, Sean Hannity. That's what gets him upset. Not you know the story about the child labor in the Hyundai factory in Alabama. Not the not the ten year old. Dad traveled to Indiana. Oh, we just we just we just switched gears, RB. Don't leave us. Not the ten year old in Indiana. That doesn't get Gutfeld going. No, it's student loan forgiveness. Don't trust Doctor Oz founded medical app with your reproductive health care data. The doctor co founded and owned millions of dollars. In ShareCare Stock, a digital healthcare company that has faced a data breach and legal complaints. Dr. Oz. <sighs> Dr. Oz. Dr. Mohamed Oz, a New Jersey resident, I like how they put that in there, running for a Senate in Pennsylvania, is the co founder of a digital. And if you're not following. John Fetterman on Twitter. He is a quality follow. He is the co-founder of a digital healthcare or health company whose app could potentially be used to track abortion patients. The TV huckster co-founded ShareCare in 2010 with WebMD founder Jeff Arnold and a consortium that included Oprah Winfrey. In the past few years, the company, whose app lets customers ask health-related questions from organizations like the AARP or the American Heart Association, has faced a data breach and a number of legal complaints, including an allegation of selling customers' phone numbers. The app previously let companies pay between $1 million and $7 million to be labeled as a knowledge partner, which gives them the ability to market products to share care customers was discontinued in 2012, considering Oz's former company has access to data that could potentially track abortion seekers. It's critical to examine the anti-abortion doctor's business past. I, once again, I want to reiterate any data you give to an app on your phone. 
can almost certainly be sold to the federal government and they do not need a warrant. Here is this clip that's going to tell us from the pro-life perspective how to argue with us, the woke moralists that are pro-choice. A lady named Erin, who is a nurse, who is pro-abortion and has gone viral trying to tutor pro-abortion people on how to make more persuasive arguments to convince pro-lifers. In her first video, she didn't really make any arguments. Did I get that backwards? She just pointed out which argument. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, this is how to argue with pro-lifers. I was, I was uh, mistaken. Pro-lifers legitimately think abortion is murder. Let's get to more of this lady's arguments. Okay, that video got popular. So let me just set something straight. You're, you're not going to convince them in a single conversation. What you need to do, though, is you need to validate them. If you continue to disregard the fact that a fetus is a whole person in their eyes, they're going to shut you out. Like, you're already an immoral person because you are not seeing that fetus. Hey, this is really good information, actually. It's not necessarily the case that the pro-abortion people making these arguments that babies aren't really babies, that they're necessarily immoral. I mean, what... What they are doing is immoral, but they, they might not be morally culpable as much because they might just be ignorant. They might just not realize it. The reason that pro-lifers are going to disregard your arguments if you pretend that the baby isn't a baby is because they're going to say, oh, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Either you're just being obtuse or you're sincerely ignorant and you, I don't know, maybe you think the baby's a platypus or a zebra. Maybe you think. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, you know, we've got that, we've got that video of Charlie Kirk where he thought a dolphin fetus was a human fetus. No, nobody, nobody acknowledges or nobody, nobody fails to acknowledge that it's a human life, that it would become a baby if it was born. Because, you know, as I always say, like, babies are being, babies have been born, you know. And they're like, yeah, it's murdering babies. It's neither murder, nor is it a baby. If you want to say that, like, it will become a baby, sure, whatever. But it's not. It's not a, it's not a thing that has feelings. It's not a thing that has emotions. It can't feel pain. And... There are a whole host of reasons, none of which have to be justified to you. Simply because a woman doesn't want to be pregnant is reason enough, but there's many number of reasons that say they have cancer, they can't continue to be pregnant, you know, and be treated for the cancer. A number of complications with the baby that they need to terminate the pregnancy. Anytime, maybe they just don't feel that they can care for it economically. They've already got one child. And they don't feel that they can take on the responsibility of another one. That is a responsible move. To me, it is, it is, it is weird that these people think that this life is so precious, but they willy-nilly want to force people that may not be in the situation to care for it to have a child. It just blows me away. No, no, I think the responsible thing 
in more situations. I think more people should have abortions. I think there are too many children in this world, willy-nilly, that are not cared for. That proper thought was not put into bringing them, bringing them into this world. And they were not in a secure location when they were born into this world. The fuck off, Michael Knowles. Not living somehow. But both of those points are just so absurd. I really shouldn't take your argument seriously because the premise you're beginning with is is manifestly not true. So that's not high enough for this shit. A moral judgment so much as a rational judgment that the the arguments that are being made are so ridiculous that they're not worth entertaining. Okay. I hates the poor. I am the poor. Concern like you see the heartbeat on ultrasound, you know, you feel that connection with that unborn child as hard as it is, you're going to have to build that safe space to have that conversation and again you're gonna have to in their eyes they see mom and the fetus they see the fetus as a child yeah we see the child as a child it's funny the way she's talking to these pro-abortion people fetus fetus but you're gonna have to force yourself to view the baby inside his mother's womb as a baby inside his mother's womb i know it's so crazy right but that's not a baby that's a fetus. The termination of a fetus is a different thing than like throwing a baby into a wood chipper. A fruitful conversation. That's true. So if you have a mom and a child, and you say, "Well, let's protect the mom." In real life, most parents are going to protect their child at all costs. So they think that you're just a bad parent if you are not doing everything in your power to protect your unborn fetus because they see that as a child. Uh, yes, it's true. Uh, good parents protect their kids at all costs. Absolutely true. But th- the premise here is also wrong. Th- this lady, Erin, is presenting this uh, pregnancy as a battle to the death between mother and child. She's presenting pregnancy as some kind of crisis, some kind of emergency, some unusual thing. It's not. It's not a battle. It's not like there's just a pie of life and the, the more baby gets, the less mommy gets. That. This is not always true, sir. Especially, like, if you want to look at at the mortality rates in, in childbirth, the infant mortality rates here in this country, like, it's kind of fucked up, Michael Knowles. But, yeah, like, fucking, like, it's a high percentage of pregnancies that even end in miscarriage, isn't it? Like, just, like, 30, 40% of all pregnancies just naturally end in miscarriages, something like that. That's, that's actually the opposite of what pregnancy is. You're giving life to your child, and you are both flourishing as a result of this. It's a struggle. It seems to imply that maternal mortality is extremely high. It's not. It's extraordinarily low. And as we mentioned in the last video, there are risks to the mother from abortion, too. Think about Kermit Gosnell. Think about the infamous abortionists in this country who have killed women. People die and have all... No, 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 motherfucker. That was just a murderer. That was just a murderer that has nothing to do with... Having an abortion. Zero sum game here, okay? It's not, the mommy and the baby are not enemies, okay? The mommy and the baby are mommy and baby, all right? And that, that's why when she even points out, she says, most people just think you should take care of your baby. Yes, that is natural. That is the right thing to do. That is the good thing to do. And it's not going to hurt mommy. You say you say natural. You say natural, but there are a lot of fucking like... There are species of animals that will just, like, eat their youngins if they're too weak and shit. Like, what are you talking about? You know, 
mother mothers of kittens like wonder like after after nine or ten weeks or something they're like I'm done playing with this shit boom <laughs> guy who hates paying to cover snap benefits exactly uh, I think I'm done with Michael Knowles I don't think it's like it, this is excruciating I was like oh this will be fun Oh, this will be fun. No, this is not fun. Back to the actual news. House passes a uh, assault weapons ban last week. House Democrats kicking off a month-long recess with the first step to a legislative victory for the Biden administration. The yeas are 217. The nays are 213. Narrowly passing a ban on assault weapons for the first time since 1994, after a string of mass shootings with AR-15s. Congressman Chris Jacobs, whose district includes parts of a still reeling Buffalo, one of just two Republicans voting yes. Ten people. Just two Republicans. Uh, shot by uh, uh, AR-15. President Biden praising the passage in a statement Friday night and urging senators to move quickly. But the bill is likely doomed in an evenly divided Senate that was forced to strip the ban to pass historic gun legislation in June. Democrats vowing to fill in the deal's gaps ever since. With just over a week before the Senate summer break, Democrats there are focused on guaranteeing their own win with a sweet summer break. They're going to be gone for most of the month of August. Depends on the attendance and support of every. By the way, after being gone for the first two weeks of July, like they're never fucking in session. Senate Democrat, eyes now turning to moderate Senator Kirsten Cinema of Arizona, who was not part of late negotiations. Leader Schumer telling NBC's Ali Vitale he's optimistic, despite cinema's silence. I've given every member a few days to read the bill. It's a 700-page bill, and we'll all be talking, and hopefully we'll have 50 votes. Another factor complicating ah. a rising number of COVID cases among senators. Senate Democrats masking up and holding their breath that the bill passes and pushes their party's stalled agenda back into motion. And with new government data showing inflation and interest rates continuing to rise, Democrats are hoping that this reconciliation deal will restore Americans' confidence in the economy and their party ahead of the midterm, midterm elections. Kristen and Peter. Yeah, Ali Rafa, the drama continues to unfold here in Washington. Thank Let's go to the House floor to one of our favorite representatives, Katie Porter, who was talking about uh, safety measures. It should be included on weapons, and I don't disagree with her. Scans my fingerprint each time I go to unlock it. Is this a weapon? No, ma'am. Can this fire bullets that shred people's vital organs? This phone? Uh, no, Congresswoman, it can't. Then why should this device require more steps to operate than your company's firearms, which have been used in accidental shootings, mass shootings, and homicides? Congresswoman, uh, respectfully, uh, your cell phone doesn't generate internal pressures of upwards of 60,000 pounds per square inch. The, the operating system of a firearm is extremely dynamic, extreme high pressures, lots of moving pieces, and first and foremost, a firearm, especially one used for self-defense, needs to function reliably. Okay, As, uh, Mr. Reclaiming, Gidney, reclaiming my time, 
these firearm, these fire, these fingerprint scanners are offered in some firearms. Some manufacturers sell this and they work. Your company and Mr. Daniel's company chooses not to. Let me demonstrate again how long this takes. It's instant. It's instant when I pick up my, my phone. Boom. Because, you know, we, we keep having shit like this going on. Oh, I thought this was a local news hit. This might just be footage from the scene. We start this morning with a news alert out of Orlando. Police there investigating a shooting. It happened in the downtown Orlando area of Wall Street Plaza in South Orange Avenue at around 2 this morning. Orlando police say it started with a large fight. One of the people involved pulled out a handgun and started shooting. Seven people were shot and injured. They're all at local hospitals being treated. Right now, police say they do not have any suspects, but say there is no concern to the public. This time... Um, our officers are present downtown. The area is safe. There's no further threat downtown. And we're just following up right now. On the we, we got some wild dude on the loose that just fired into a crowd of people. There's no, there's no threat to the public. There's no threat to the public. It's just another day in mass shooting USA. This is a wild story. Ex-Baltimore officer shot by wife who accused him of assaulting kids at her daycare has been charged with child sex abuse. I content warning for this. I'm sorry. Is, is this the local news? I'll just read it. James S. Weems Jr., 57, was arrested in the hospital on multiple charges Monday, accused of sexually abusing at least three children at a daycare in Owings Mills, Maryland. So a former Baltimore police officer who was shot by his wife, the wife accused him of sexually abusing children at her daycare center, that cop has now been arrested at the hospital after being shot by his wife on child sex abuse charges. So once again, I have I have arguments with people about whether all cops are bastards. And uh, uh, his wife his wife actually had to do the job of his fellow officers and figure out that he was a kid diddler. Chantiari Weems, 50, of Randallstown, shot her husband, James S. Weems, on Thursday at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in the 1300 block of Maryland Avenue in Washington, D.C., according to a police news release. Detectives with the Metropolitan Police Department arrived to the scene after 7.30 p.m. on a report of a shooting and found James Weems in a hotel room suffering apparent gunshot wounds. 
He was hospitalized with life-threatening injuries. At the scene, police found two guns in the room, and letters Shantiari Weems wrote apologizing to the children, saying she didn't know what was going on at the daycare. Shantiari Weems was arrested by responding officers and charged with assault with intent to kill with a gun. A preliminary hearing is set for her on Friday. I think she should be released. NBC News has reached out to her attorney for comment. Days after the shooting, an arrest warrant was issued for James Weems on accusations of child sex abuse. The warrant came after allegations surfaced that Weems sexually abused at least three children while working in a daycare facility in Owings Mill. According to records, Shantiari Weems owns Little Kids Castle Daycare Center, which is in the Baltimore suburb of Owings Mills. Detectives with Baltimore County began to investigate James Weems this month after they were notified of the abuse and now, fa- and now he faces multiple charges, according to the Baltimore County Police. They say he remains hospitalized in police custody in Washington. Depending extradition, it was not immediately known if he has legal representation. I think that woman is a hero. <laughs> Uh, I think that cop got what he deserved. Speaking of people getting what they deserve, Alex Jones finally seeing his comeuppance. Sandy Hook lawyer says Alex Jones is a coward after he sues himself. InfoWars host and conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. Hold on, let me let me make a little. There we go. Has been called a coward by a lawyer representing the family members of those killed during the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Jones sued his media company, Free Speech Systems, on Friday, only days before jury selection was due to begin in a Connecticut defamation trial over him falsely claiming that the mass shooting was fake. The Sandy Hook shooting, which took place December 14, 2012, in Newton, Connecticut, was the country's worst-ever elementary school shooting, resulting in the deaths of 20 children and 8 adults, including the shooter and his mother. Hours after suing his own company, a Chapter 11 bankruptcy claim for free speech systems was filed in Southern Texas Bankruptcy Court, according to CT Insider. While the filing is not expected to affect a separate defamation trial that is ongoing in Texas, which we're going to watch a piece of here in just a second, it could potentially delay the Connecticut trial. Chris Monte, Mate, the lead attorney for the Sandy Hook families in Connecticut, accused Jones of being a coward following the bankruptcy filing. Just two days before jury selection is due to begin in Connecticut, Mr. Jones has once again me and, me and Mr. 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 Jones. I'm sorry I had to do it. Has once again fled like a coward to bankruptcy court in a transparent attempt to delay facing the families he has spent years hurting. Mate told CT Insider these families have an endless well of patience and remain determined to hold Mr. Jones accountable in a Connecticut court. Jones previously delayed his Texas trial by filing bankruptcy claims for three of his shell companies earlier this year. 
The InfoWars host and free speech systems have already lost default judgments in both Texas and Connecticut, with juries being seated to determine the extent of the financial penalties that may be owed to the families. Although Jones has since reversed his position on the Sandy Hook shooting by admitting that it took place and was not staged by crisis actors, as he previously claimed, he has continued to make questionable claims about mass shootings, such as recently calling the timing of the Robb Elementary School shooting in Uvalde, Texas, very opportunistic. Yeah, 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 I played, I played that clip. I have not watched this clip from the trial, but apparently this is must-see. This guy works for Alex Jones at InfoWars. The lawyer asked about the supplements they sell. Product, it's a new one, but I guess it's a pill. Okay. Oh, well, I'm sorry. It is a product, though, that we sell, yes. Fair enough. Uh, Diet Force, something you sell? Yes. Diet Force! Do you have any idea of where that stuff's sourced from? InfoWars Life? The pills. You mean the, 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 the actual inside the, the ingredients? Yeah. yeah. You don't? No. Do you know if any of the stuff is approved by the FDA question? I don't. Do you know if any of it's been tested to see if it's effective or any good at all? Well, we test the product for ourselves. You mean you take it? Yes. And you're still here, so it must be okay? Yeah, it works for me. Right. Uh, works for me. It works for me. Works for me. Apparently the staff at InfoWars would laugh at pleas to stop pushing Sandy Hook lies. A former employee of InfoWars and Alex Jones said he was laughed at after repeatedly warning staff to stop publishing falsehoods about the Sandy Hook school shooting that left 20 kids and six adults dead. In a video deposition played for jurors Friday during Alex Jones's defamation trial, former InfoWars employee Rob Jacobson recalled the guilt he felt whenever the 2012 Sandy Hook shooting was part of the broadcast. Jacobson told the jury he felt complicit even though he wasn't directly involved in the Sandy Hook lies. He said he told writers and staff at the outlet that they were violating journalistic ethics. As if any of them have any kind of journalistic ethics. Don't make me laugh. Wait, wait, that's right. The conservatives are actually the funny ones. This is... This is Greg Gutfeld on with Charlie Kirk at Turning Points. I guess this was the event that happened uh, last week. Wait, conservatives are actually the funny ones is the title. I'm not lying. I'm not lying to you. Wait, conservatives are the funny ones now. Okay, I was lying to you. I got it wrong. Wait, conservatives are the funny ones now. So let's see if we laugh at anything the conservatives say. It's a really smart point where you say the, the smartest people on the left are leaving because they can. And also, but they're, also, they're, they're leaving because the people 
are demanding something different than these institutions. That's the other. Well, what, is he talking about Tim Pool? Is he talking about Tim Pool? Tim Pool left the left. Bullshit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and some of it is just what you would call reason, you know, just logic, truth, but most important, humor. You know, if imagine working at these places and how insufferable those coworkers are. How, how when you go to work, you have to think about what you say all the time. You might be called into HR. Oh, my God. If I was if I was a co-worker of Greg Gutfeld, I mentioned student loans is going to set him off and he's going to have a stroke. He's going to tell me how much he hates every fucking body. Come the fuck on. For things you have no idea. And this is another th- sad thing about I, this is where I was wrong on something. And I know that it's rare. <laughs> there, that was funny, but he's serious. Me, uh, that I thought that in, I thought that all the woke people in college campuses, when they graduated, they would never get jobs. I I, I just assumed they wouldn't, because uh, because who would hire such crazy people? Turns out Top human resources woke does. Moralists. We'll see who counts and, and, who. What was his punchline there? Because uh, because who would hire such crazy people turns out human resources does yes and and there are other i mean there like it's really it's really I, i'm not talking I mean, fox excluded of course uh but i mean um, that's where they go and they create these crazy policies and uh and it, it's suffocating well and they have a disproportionate amount of power yes and, and by the way we, we love all of you that might work in hr yes however it seems as if there is a activism that is embedded in HR departments where the product is almost a political purpose. Yes, yeah, and not only that, the pu- the, the pro- when you're making the product, it has to appeal to the employee's emotional needs. You guys laughed yet? If, 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 when I go to work, my feelings better not be hurt or I'm going home. When did that happen? Like, when your dad and mom went to work, they went- That was supposed to be a joke. 9 a.m. You start thinking about what you're going to have for lunch. That's what you do at work. There's something. There's something rewarding going on. Then after you eat, you're kind of lazy. Even but think about. It, there's no e- like when I was when I was a kid. There was no email. You actually you couldn't scroll on Twitter. You actually had to do your work. But I mean nobody nobody was like thinking about like oh my god, Steve just hurt my feelings by mis mis pronoun misgendering me. It's like who cares? This is work. You know, so it's like uh, it's not it's not nice to be bullied while you're at work. That's not cool. So that's a delusion. That None of this has been funny. Cowards who they don't know. I, I don't I think they are scared of the of the snake eating them. Right. The snake of wokeism will turn on itself and people in HR are actually might be protected by sending out empathetic emails. There's only there's only one snake associated with this. And we're going to be doing this for these people and this for those people and we're going to slice everybody up, you know, like a pie of identity and that and they think that's going to save them. And one of the things that I think some conservatives got wrong and I certainly underestimated this was that there were going to be limits. Yeah. That somehow they would say, "Okay, we've gone too far." So for example, the Oregon government, the Oregon Health Department recently, the Health Department 
they were going to have an urgent meeting about monkeypox and about BA. Oh, yeah. You probably saw the story. And they sent out an email saying, we're very sorry. We need to delay this meeting yes. because urgency is a white supremacist value. Yeah, I think I did that. I think I did that as a monologue. And it is the most insulting thing. Uh, Oregon is, was founded as a white supremacist state. It indulges the racist stereotype that certain groups of people are lazy. It's like, or they don't no, take time seriously. They don't take time seriously. I mean, how awful is that? If, if I were a minority in that department, I would have, I would have kicked a door in and demanded of I, that's, that's. What sucks about right wingers is like I don't know the story he's talking about. They circulate these these stories amongst themselves. They go viral, but like if I was to go look up the story, it's probably far more reasonable than what it, what, what they made it sound, right? And it just it take it's exhausting having to correct their bullshit all the time. Not just hurting people's feelings. That's actually detrimental to the workplace. To say, you know what? <laughs> if I, actually, I just wouldn't show up for work. I go, I, I got to take my time. Well, but I was on the way to work, and then I decided to go for a walk. And but also, this is not, you know, the Oregon transgender department. This is the health department. Yes. And, the, and in the email chain, they're dealing with an urgent health matter, and they say we can't deal with the urgent health matter. Because urgency itself is a white supremacist value. Yes. I'm waiting for the day. And again, this is why the Babylon Bee is so unbelievably brilliant. It, because you cannot. Be, be, because it makes up headlines you wish were true. And what's happening in the New York Times. I'm just waiting for the, the FEMA press release. Hurricane incoming. No need to be urgent. <laughs> yes. Or no else rush. you're a KKK member. Yes. No rush. No rush. You may die, but, you know, you'll be. Yes, exactly. I um, I hate the Babylon Bee for uh, for reasons that, you know, they might be funny. Uh, and that, that is a problem. But, you know, what's interesting going back to the left, uh, what's happening to the left. As the Babylon Bee gets funnier and funnier, what's less funny? The onion. It, the Onion actually did. They, they actually now kind of do serious stuff, and I'm like, why? What happened? And it's like, you know, some things just we just can't joke about. Even the Onion, like the Roe v. Wade thing, and we can't even joke about that, you know. And so then they just like trash somebody, whatever. Meanwhile, the Babylon Bee is has flipped the script. I am seeing nothing about what the fuck they're talking about with the, about the urgency being white supremacy. Christian website is funnier than all the cool atheists. <laughs> okay, okay, I finally found an article and it's from reason.com, which is not a reputable source. Reason is absolute bullshit. A second public health official cited the work of anti racist educator Tima Okun. After several people on the thread objected, the Oregon Health Authority uh, is a government agency that coordinates medical care and social well-being in the Beaver State during the pandemic. Blah, 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 blah. An email obtained by Reason 
Regional Health Equity Coalition Program Manager Daniel Droppers informed the community that a scheduled conversation between OHA officials and relevant members of the public would not take place as planned. Thank you for your interest in attending the community conversation between regional health equity coalitions and the community advisory councils to discuss the community investment collaborations, wrote Droppers. We recognize that urgency is a white supremacy value that can get in the way of more uh, intentional and thoughtful work. We want to attend to this dynamic. Therefore, we will reach out at a later date to reschedule. The email was sent from Dropper's state government email address and drew sharp rebukes from many who received it. Ah, oh, this all seems sketch as fuck. White supremacy culture. A constant sense of urgency makes it difficult to take time to be inclusive, encourage democratic and or thoughtful decision making, to think and act long term and to consider consequences of whatever action we take. That's not bad. That's not bad advice. I don't know. I think right wingers are just making shit up again. Let's talk about uh, Chinese rocket debris. Oh my god! Debris from a Chinese rocket was spotted crashing down to Earth in parts of Malaysia. Officials say the remnants re entered the Earth's atmosphere over the Indian Ocean. Did not injure anyone. Man, it was a wide sway. It could have hit the U.S. I don't know if you guys know, know this. They didn't know until like uh, yesterday afternoon. That it would not hit the U.S. They had several possible paths it could take. They were they were able to eliminate paths the closer it got. Ended up crashing down near Malaysia. Sixteen psych. The asteroid that could make every person on the Earth a billionaire. I I laugh at this article, and it's kind of old. Would you like to be a billionaire? All you have to do is figure out how to go into space and mine 16 psych, an asteroid made of gold and other metals like iron and nickel. Flying somewhere between Mars and Jupiter, this amazing space rock is estimated to be wor- uh, worth as much as 700 quintillion, thanks to all the metals it contains. Quintillion, if you're wondering, is one with 18 zeros. It's such a large amount of money that if you divide it up between everyone alive on Earth currently, each person would get about $93 billion. Of course, don't pack your bags for your new place or for your new palace just yet prospect of actually getting such a giant chunk of precious metals back to earth is difficult hasn't been accomplished yet even on a much smaller scale and like we we haven't been able to fly uh uh humans out there i guess you could theoretically have robots go in mine for you you're more likely to win the lottery more likely to win the lottery and winning lottery ticket was sold in illinois 
ticket is now worth $1.3 billion and it was sold at a gas station in Des Plaines. Good evening, everyone. I'm Jackie Bang. And I'm Timon Brantley. Let's go to Alyssa Donovan tonight. She is in Des Plaines where some dreams were dashed, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Timon and Jackie, this is the largest prize ever won in the state of Illinois, the second largest in the U.S. altogether. That winning ticket was sold right here at the Speedway gas station in Des Plaines, Illinois. And this retailer also going to get a kickback, a cash payout for selling the winning ticket. Well, we bought a $10 worth, but $10 worth the last time and the last time and the last time. As the jackpot kept climbing. Curious or not, I got lottery tickets. She didn't tell me we won. Clearly we didn't win the big one, but like, I don't know that we won. You know, maybe maybe we won a million off of it, but she didn't tell me. I assume we didn't. Barry Eckner and so many others were planning how they'd spend their winnings. Me and my husband were making lots and lots of plans and how we were going to spend that money and what we were going to do with it. We got four kids together. <laughs> the odds of winning the Mega Million, slim to none. But one single ticket sold at a Speedway gas station in Des Plaines, Illinois, hit all the lucky numbers. 13, 36, 45, 57, and 67, with a mega ball of 14. Come on. Mega ball! That's proven today. Due to high sales on Friday, the winning jackpot climbed to a whopping $1.3 billion. The winner will get around $747 million of that if they choose the cash option. Probably more money than I ever know what to do with, realistically. So far, no, no, probably about it, dude. With that winning ticket, we have not heard from the winner yet. We don't know whether or not they even know that they won a prize. So I encourage everybody to check your ticket. The gas station where the ticket was sold was business as usual on Saturday, despite its newly found glory as a very lucky spot. The retailer will get a cash. I mean, you could spend a billion dollars. Cocaine is a hell of a fucking drug kickback of a half a million dollars but you you'd have to work hard a few more players in the future i mean there's always that element of possibility so i may seeing that it goes up so high maybe i'll start playing a little bit more no no don't do that now resets to 20 million dollars which seems substantially lower than what the winner is going to be taken home. The drawing for that $20 million. A lot of high ass for Mergen, if I was if I was to try to spend a billion dollars, I would invite you over to get very, very high with me. Very high. Someone who is not high right now apparently just got out of whatever kind of whatever kind of uh, clinic he's been in. Will Smith breaks his silence. Anger issues or some shit? Will Smith breaks his silence on Oscar slap. Apologizes to Chris Rock in new video. Let's watch Will Smith. Let's get jiggy with it. Na 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 na. Going to Miami. Why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? Um... Whoa, whoa, is he, is he, like, reading? Why didn't you, Will Smith, apologize to Chris Rock in your acceptance speech? That was kind of weird. 
Okay, yeah, you, you asked fair questions. You want to take the time to answer, he says. Why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? Um, I was fogged out by that point. It's, 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 it's all fuzzy. I've reached out to Chris. Um, he touched the fuzzy wall. The message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk. And when he is, he will reach out. Um, so I will, I will say to you, um, Chris, I apologize to you. Uh, my behavior was unacceptable and I'm here whenever I don't know I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it now I, I want to apologize to Chris's mother I saw an interview that Chris's mother did and you know that was one of the things about that moment I just didn't realize and you know I wasn't thinking but how many people got hurt in that moment so. For, those, for those of you who missed it, Sparkles gave me like a Will Smith style moment on Friday night on the Freak Show. So I want to uh, apologize to Chris's mother. I want to apologize to... More verbally since we were in the same room. Uh, specifically Tony Rock. You know, we had a great relationship. You know, Tony Rock was my man. Um, and uh, <laughs> this, is, this is probably irreparable. Um it's the rock. I spent the last three months um, replaying and understanding the nuances. And, and has it only been three months since that happened? That feels like that was like in, in that a year moment. ago. Um, and I'm not going to try to unpack all of that right now, but I can say to all of you, there is no part of me that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. I'm more upset about how shitty Westworld was than I am like you slapping Chris Rock. To handle a feeling of disrespect or, or insults. After Jada rolled her eyes, did she tell you to do something? No. Um, it's like... You know, I'm, I made a choice on my own from my own experiences, from my history with Chris. Jada had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. Um, I'm going to say sorry to my, my kids and, and my family. Is he playing golf after this? This is a In weird outfit. All of us. Um, to all my fellow nominees... You know, this is a community. It's like I won because you you voted for me. And it, it, it really breaks my heart to have stolen and and tarnished tarnished. They they took it away from him, didn't he? Um, or didn't they? I can still see Quest Love's eyes. You know, it, it happened on Quest Love's uh, award. And you know it's like I'm 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 sorry really isn't sufficient. What would you say to the people who looked up to you? 
before the slap or people who expressed that you let them down. People looked up to Will Smith. So there's two things. One, I mean, nothing wrong with Will Smith. Disappointing people is my central trauma. Um, I hate when I let people down. Um, so it it hurts. Uh, it hurts me psychologically and emotionally to know I didn't live up to. Uh, so people. you're not over letting people down with Wild Wild West, are you? And did I say Westworld earlier? I might have. I fucked that up. I am deeply remorseful. And I'm trying to be remorseful without being ashamed of myself. Right? I'm human. And I made a mistake. And I'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of shit. Um, so I was, Dude, you're not a piece of shit. I know it was confusing. I know it was shocking. Um, but I, I promise you, I am, uh, deeply devoted and committed to putting light and love and joy into the world. And, you know, if you if you hang on, I promise we'll be able to be friends again. Would it be funny if like I I redid that video and like put myself in it and then sent it to Sparkles? I mean, he's somewhat a piece of shit, but he's not a, he's not a piece of shit for that. <laughs> yeah, like the whole time, like I couldn't tell, like. He looked like he was about ready to laugh and cry at the same exact time. Like, I felt really weird watching that. I felt really weird watching that. What's up, Drake? Oh, shit. I'm at the end. I thought I had more shit. Well, here you go. Here's some, uh... Here's some cats being cat-like. Because, you know, cats. They do cat things. Oh, oh, we donated to Scientology? Oh, I didn't know that. Look at that big fluffy chonk. Yeah, it did smell pretty PR-like. But also, like, he, he did not look comfortable at all. Oh, sweet baby. I've never, uh, I've never had like an open face washing machine like that. My cats would probably love that. Oh, look at that chunk. Oh, look at that chunk go. I wasn't expecting, uh, I wasn't expecting it to move that fast. Oh, here's a chonky one, too. Going after some bubbles. I love a big old chonky baby. I got chonky baby over here. 
thoughts, you're a chonky baby, aren't you? I don't know, maybe he's not in here. <laughs> I'm looking over, I'm seeing like, are you blending in with the the covering or or are you not in here? Might have gone grab the socks. I'm sorry, my energy's been a little off tonight. My apologies. Been a weird, uh, been a weird weekend. Oh, she got a kid. She's sleeping. She's sleeping. She got a kitten. Leave her alone. How you can wake her up like that? Well, she got the kittens. And I fell asleep like right before the show started. Like I I I ate at like seven o'clock and fell asleep with the kitties and woke up at like seven forty five. If you're watching on Twitch, we're going to go say hey to Freems. Oh, look at that baby. Look at his long ass tail. Jesus. That cat had a long tail. Oh, he must have had a bad dream. And he fell down and went right back to sleep. Oh my god. It didn't even it didn't even phase him. Dude, that wood don't taste good. Are you teething or something? Why are you why are you chewing on the wood like that? You got the ear mites? Is that why you're rubbing your face on it? Or you just want to get that stank? You want to get that kitty stank on it? This one's eating bugs. Oh, sleeping. Quiet. Yeah, we're tucking this one in too. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freaking. We'll see you tomorrow night. Patrol Patrol, live.